Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. Welcome. This year will be on a Pusik and a Rashi comment in Parshas Vayakel. Parshas Vayakel, uh, for, for the most part, tells us the narrative. It tells us the story of how the, the Mishkan was built. Of course, in Truma, the Torah gave the commandment to Moshe Rabbeinu exactly what to do, the dimensions of each item, and so on. And here in Parshas Vayakel, the Torah is telling us that it was done and how it was done. And we read here in Perik Lamed Hay, Pasuk Chafei. V'chol isha chachmas leiv, every woman who was wise of heart, b'yadecha tavu, with her hands, or with their hands, they spun. Spinning thread was... Uh, Generally speaking, a, a malacha, it was a type of work that was generally done by women. And here too, the threads that were needed for the mishkan, for the uh, curtains that hung over the top of the mishkan and draped down the sides. Also, the threads for these items were spun by women who were chachma slave, who were wise of heart. So they spun, and they brought the spun cloth, pardon me, and they brought these four types of threads. Tcheles is a woolen thread that is colored a special color called tcheles, and argomon is wool thread that's colored a different uh, color, probably red or crimson, and tolasashani is another kind of wool uh, colored in us with a dyed with a certain color, and sheish is pishton, it is flax. Linen, linen threads. That's one pasuk. So the women um, um, spun the threads. The chol hanoshim asher nosali banosano bechachma. Then the next pasuk says, all the women that their hearts lifted them up in wisdom, tavu esoizim they spun the goats. Now you don't spin a goat; you spin the goat's hair. Now what is the difference between these two pasukim? They're both talking about women spinning threads. So we'll see in a moment from the Gemara Masech the Shabbos. The truth is it's really uh, quite uh, obvious just from reading Sukkim that the first Pasek, Pasek Hafei, is talking about the Uriah Satachtenus. It is talking about the first set of curtains that were spread out over the the top of the Mishkan. The Mishkan did not have a, a regular roof. It was simply um, crushim. It was simply planks that were set up in a certain formation to make walls. The roof, so to speak, was these curtains. And the first level, the, the first set of curtains that were that were draped over the top and hanging down the sides were made of Techelis and Agamon and Telashani and Sheish. That's what it says in Parshish Truma. On top of that was another layer, which was made 
of Ezem. It was made of goat's hair. So the first Pasuk here is saying that the women spun the thread that was to be used to make the, the lower level of curtains. And then Pasuk Chavav is telling us that the women spun the threads, they, they spun the, the goat's hairs, which would be used to make the top level, the upper level of the curtains. Of course, both psukim seem to indicate that in order to spin thread, one needs chachma. The first pasuk says, kol isha chachma slave, every woman who was wise of heart. And pasuk chavav seems to indicate, seems to emphasize the chacham, the chachma even more. All the women whose hearts lifted them up with wisdom, they spun the goat's hairs. Rashi comments here, they spun the goats. Now Rashi's uh, really seems to be reacting more to the word they spun the goats, literally. So Rashi says, he haisa umnes yaseva. This was an extra level of craftsmanship. Why? Because these women, they spun these threads, while the threads were still attached to the goats. Of course, normally, if one wants to make thread, so you, you shear a sheep or a goat, and you get the, the wool, or the hairs, and then you have this big pile of uh, tangled up uh, wool and goat's hair, and then you have to spin it. Basically, you could even do it by hand. Of course, there were different tools uh, that uh, were used for this. But here, in Pasuk Chavav, Rashi is telling us that there was an umnis yasera, there was an extra level of craftsmanship, that the women spun the goat's hair while the hair was still attached to the goat. You, I, I don't really know how it was done, but I guess you pull out, you pull you extend a few hairs and you spin them into a thread and then later they would be clipped off. Rashi doesn't explain why. However, this is what Rashi says. The source for the Rashi is in the Gemara, Meseches Shabbos, Herak Tes. And let's read a little bit of Gemara. Tana Rabbanan, the rabbis taught, Uriah Satachtainais, the bottom curtains, which were made, uh, the first, the, the, the Brisa simply says that the Uriah Satachtonis were made of those four kinds of thread. And the upper curtains that sat on top of them, that was made of a work of goats. In other words, it was made of goat's hair that was spun into threads and then, and then woven into curtains. It was greater, the wisdom that was said in the Psukim about the Elyonis, about the upper curtains, more than the wisdom that is mentioned in the Pasuk in the Tachtainis. Of course, as we said before, in both Psukim, the, the Torah mentions the wisdom of the women who did it. But the wisdom of the that was used for the upper level was greater than the wisdom that was used from the lower level. Because regarding the lower, the lower curtains, it is written, every woman who was wise of heart, so she spun with her hands. 
the Elobel Yainais, but but regarding the, the upper curtains, Ksiv, it says, Vachulanashima Shinosalibana Osana, Vichachma, Tavuasa Izin. Regarding them, it says the women whose heart lifted them up in wisdom, they spun the goats, Vitanya, and we learn in a brisa, Mishum Rabinachemya, we learned in a brisa in the name of Rabinachemya, Shatoif Beizim, Vitavui Minoizim. Shatoif, I am assuming, means that the the wool was washed, it was cleaned while it was still on the goat, which is not the normal way of doing things. Talk about that in a moment. The tovui minaizim, and the wool was spun directly from the goat. Of course, the normal way of doing things is if you want to spin spin threads from goat's hair, is that you you don't give the goat a bath, <laughs> you cut off his hair, and then you um, I would assume you wash it. Then it's easier to wash and when it's still raw and not spun into threads. It's easier to spin it when it's nice and clean. So then you wash all of these, all of this tangled, all of these tangled fibers, and then you spin them on a spinning rod or a spinning wheel, however, whatever technology or lack thereof you are going to use. But here, they wash the wool when it was still on the ezim, when it was still on the goats, and they spun it while it was still on the goats. So there are two obvious questions on this Gemara, and the same same two questions are quite obvious, quite obviously related to the Rashi, who is essentially just quoting the Gemara here. The two questions are number one, why did they do this? I mean, the Gemara indicates that it must have been very difficult. It required an excessive, an exceptional measure of wisdom, but why? Well, what was the point? And number two, whatever the point was, why was it only done with the Ureus El and not for the Ureus Hatachtoinus? The Maharshal, in his commentary on Mesech the Shabbos, explains more or less as follows. It's a uh, Maharshal which deals with, with some other matters also, but I'll just summarize what he says about this particular matter. He says, that the Uriah Satachtainis, the, the bottom curtains, so they represented, they symbolized Shemayim. They symbolized the heavens. And we know that the heavens were made the Chachma. We have a Fasik in Tehillim. We say, Marabu Masecha Hashem, how great are your works, Hashem, etc. Ki Shemecha Masa Esbaisecha, when I see your heavens, the work of your fingers. So all of them you made with Chachma. So you see that the Shemayim were made with Chachma. Okay, so therefore when they spun the, the wool, when they spun the goat's hair for the Uriah Satachtainus, it required Chachma. And in fact, that's what the Pasuk says. Every woman who was wise of heart did this. If you didn't have wisdom, then you, then you couldn't... Uh, couldn't create these holy curtains that are arenas that hint at Shemayim, which were made by Hashem with wisdom. The Ureus El Yainais, the upper level of, of, uh, of curtains, which were made entirely of goat's hair. So that, the Marshua says, is a hint, and it symbolizes Shmei HaShemayim. There's something called Shmei HaShemayim, the heavens above the heavens. Uh, I haven't been there lately. I don't, I can't tell you in a, I can't tell you exactly what they are or where they are. 
or what they are like, but there is such a thing that we find called the Shmei Shemayim. The Marshua says that for this upper level of curtains, which represented the Shmei HaShemayim, so they were careful to spin the wool while it was still on the goat. Why? Because the people who spun the wool, who spun, spun the goats here, were women, as it says in the Pasuk. A woman always has a possibility of becoming Tomei. A woman at any time could become Anita. Now, if a woman would touch goat's hairs that had already been cut off the goat and already spun into threads, and she suddenly became Anita, so she would make it Tomei. Now, it's not the end of the world. The, the, the wool could be put into the mikveh. But in order to prevent even any possibility that any one of these women should cause tumor to the threads that they are spinning. So they had, a, they had a trick. The trick was, if you spin it while it's still on the goat, as long as it's mechubah, the balchai, as long as it is attached to the living animal, it cannot become tummy. It is not susceptible to tumor. Anytime we talk about an animal being tummy, we're talking about a dead animal. A live animal cannot become tummy. There's nothing, you can put dead bodies all over it and shruts him and whatever you like, it does not become tummy. So as long as the wool was attached to the body of the goat, so even if one of these women should suddenly become tummy, her tumor was not transferred to the wool. So that, the Marashua says, was an extra precaution, an extra chumrah that they only observed regarding the Ereos Pe'olyonis, because the Ereos Pe'olyonis, they symbolize something extra extra high, the Shmei Shemayim, whereas the Arias HaTachtonis, they only symbolized the Shemayim, the, the regular lower level of heaven, and so therefore they weren't so machmer. It could be sometimes a woman was spinning the spinning the wool for the Arias HaTachtonis and she became Tomei and her tumor uh, transferred itself to, uh, to, the, to the, no, okay, so it happened, it's not the end of the world. But by the Arias el they were extra careful. That's what the Marashua says. Of course, there are two issues with the Marashua. One is purely our fault. The other, we can somewhat blame the Marashua, so to speak. Uh, the first issue is, is this is way up in the ethereal realms that we have... Uh, a great difficulty relating to, because that's not his problem. But the other problem is, is that the Marsha is, is explaining such a good reason why they spun the wool, why they spun the goat's hair for the upper curtains, why they spun it directly from the, from the goats. It's such a good reason that you have to understand why they didn't bother to do it with the other threads, with the, with the threads of Techelis and so forth that they were using that they were going to use for the Ureus Hatachtainis. So I would like to suggest an alternate, somewhat different explanation. I'm not, um, I'm not refuting the Marashaw, but I'd like to discuss this in somewhat of a different fashion. And I would like to suggest that this special form of spinning the wool directly from the goat's back without cutting it off first, which is, as Rashi says, this is a, an extra level of 
craftsmanship. This is a very difficult feat to accomplish. I would like to suggest that, in fact, it was only possible for the urea soljainas. It was not possible to be done for the threads that were intended for the urea stachtainas. How is that? Let's go back to Parsha's Truma and let's look at some of the psukim about these Ureas Elyonis. We have first, the Torah gives a whole description of the exact dimensions of the Ureas Tachtainis, and without getting bogged down in the numbers, the Ureas Tachtainis covered the Chalal Hamishkan, as Rashi calls it. It covered that empty roof space. It also draped down the two sides, so almost to the bottom. I don't want to get hung up on, hung up, pardon the pun, I don't want to get hung up on the, uh, on the exact dimensions. But now, the Pasuk says, You should make curtains of goat's hair as an ohel, as a covering on the mishkan. Rashi says, In order to spread out these this, these goat hair curtains above, on top of the lower curtains. So the Asisi Yeriyos Izim the Oyol Ala Mishkan, Ashte Esri Yeriyos Taase Oysam. You will make 11 curtains, which we'll see later they'll be sewn together into larger curtains. Orecha Yeriyoha Achas, Shloishim Ba'amor, the length of each curtain shall be 30 Ama, Roichav Arba Ba'amor, and its width should be four amas, 30 by four, the each single yuriya. Mida achas ashne esra It shall be one measurement for each of the 11 yuriyas, each of the 11 curtains. And now you will sew together five of these curtains separately, and then you will sew together the other six. So you'll have two sets. You'll have one large curtain, which consists of five of the smaller curtains, and one very large curtain, which consists of six of the smaller curtains. And you shall fold over the sixth yuria, el mul ha'ohel. Rashi explains that the the Uriyos, these Uriyos started at the back of the Mishkan. And if you imagine now they're spreading out over the Mishkan from back to front. And now they come to the very front of the Mishkan, to the top Amudin, to those top columns that are at the front of the Mishkan. And there was still a little bit more, um, there was still a little bit more curtain. So what did you do with this extra? It was actually a, an extra half a curtain, an extra two amais. Remember, they were uh, four, uh, each curtain was four amais wide. So the way they were stretched over the top of the mishkan, so when you got to the front, here's the, here's the amudim holding up the, forming the front entrance, and the ureas come across like this, there was still an extra two amais. So the Pasuk says, v'chafalta, you should fold them over the face of the ohel. Says Rashi, chatsi rochba, half of the width of this last yuria, 
Hoyatolui, it was hanging, the Chaful, and folded over, Al Hamasach Shebemizrach, it was folded over the entrance curtain on the eastern side of the Mishkan, Kinegeda Pesach, in front of the door, in front of the doorway. Doma Lekalat Senua, and it looked like a modest bride, Hamachuse Bisaif Al Paneho, who was covered with a veil over her face. So it looked like there was sort of a veil over the, the face of the kala. The curtain was all the way from the back to the front and a little bit hung over the face like this, like a kala senua. This is what Rashi says. So this fold, this extra bit of urea that was folded over the front of the, of the mishkan, it looked like a kalat senua. Now one might say that Rashi is merely helping us understand what it looked like. And so he gave a mushal. He gave a mushal, he gave a, a parallel. It looks like a kalat senua. Uh, he didn't say uh, it looks like a baseball player with, uh, with his hat pulled down slightly over his eyes uh, because uh, Rashi didn't know about baseball players. Uh, Rashi knew about brides, he knew about kalis. So he said it looked like a kala where there's a head covering, but the head covering comes partially or, or comes over the face. But I would uh, contend and I would suggest that it's more than that. That he really means that the purpose of this kvela, the purpose of this folding over was an inyan, it was a matter of sneus. It was because of sneus. And I would contend also that not only this little piece that's folded over represents Sneos, but really the entire Ureis El are there for Sneos. Why do I say that? Because it said in the first Pasuk that we learned here, the Assisi Ureis Izim, you will make curtains of goat hairs, La Ohel Alha Mishkan. It shall be an Ohel on the Mishkan, it shall be a tent above the Mishkan. As Rashi explained, the whole purpose of these upper Urias was to cover the lower the ones. That is Sneos. Something that is beautiful and something that is important should be Tsanua, should be covered. We do not believe, the Torah does not believe in if you got it flaunted. The Torah says something is beautiful, it should be kept inside. It's beautiful but it should be quiet. It would seem, I would suggest, that the whole matter, the whole thing, the whole Urias el are a matter of Sneus. They are an Indian of Sneus. Now, regarding Sneus, Sneus is a very good Mida in general. There is a Pusik in Mishlei, actually. Let's see some of Hashem. Um, let's first see the Pasuk. Boaz Adain v'yavoy kalon. When pride comes, it comes disgrace. V'esnuim chachma. But with those who are tsenua, but with modest people, comes chachma. I don't know how the Rashi disappeared here. 
and I don't know how to bring it back. It was here before. <laughs> um, but Rashi says that the word Yavo also refers to Tznuim Yavo Chachma. He has Tznuim Chachma. With Tznuim comes Chachma. With those who, who are modest, wisdom comes. The Rabbeinu Yaina, I don't know where that went either. I'm very, uh, I'm very perturbed. Usually this is a really wonderful um, program that I'm using here called Al HaTorah, and I don't know what happened to my... Here we go. Rabbeinu Yaina. Rashi, here's Rashi. Boaz Adain V'yavai when pride cometh, then cometh shame. He has snuim chachma, but with the with the lowly, I would say, with the modest, is chachma. And Rashi says tavo chachma. Rabbeinu Yaina explains. We'll just read a few words. Hatsnius goyremis chachma debaaleho. Modesty causes wisdom to those who have it. Kihi midas hachachamim. That is the mida of the Chachamim. This is a mida of the wise people. Modesty is a wisdom of wise people. Asher bo yiknu esachachma. That with this mida of snius, they will acquire chachma. Ki yishmu v'yakshibu. Because with their snius, with their modesty, they will listen and pay attention. And they will not desire a constant uh, revelation of their hearts. Of course, there's a time and a place to reveal what is in one's, on one's mind and what is in one's heart. But a wise person, a person who is Sanua, doesn't want to constantly reveal what he's thinking. He wants to listen and find out more than what he's thinking. I remember one of my Rebbeim in Yeshiva used to, used to give us Musr. He would say, people talk about, young people talk about finding themselves, finding out who they are. He said, how about making yourself something? You should find out who you are also. But that's not something you're stuck with. You can make yourself something. So the person who is a tsunua is not primarily interested in his galus libavoy, in his galus libay. His primary interest is not, let me reveal what's in my heart. I want to tell everybody what I'm thinking. I want to find out. I want to learn. I want to learn what one should think. I want to learn what, what one should know. That is the primary uh, desire of the person who is Sinua. And with that attitude, one can acquire wisdom. Whatever way we'll explain it, it says here in the Pesach, V'yasnuim chachma. Rambam in Hilchas Talmud Torah, based on a Talmud Yerushalmi, says the following. Whoever toils in his learning, bitsina, in a modest way, machkim, he will become wise. Shinemar, as it says in the Pasik, Biasnuim Chachma. With those who are modest is wisdom. So we see from all of this that the key to wisdom is Snius. And I think with this we can go back and we can say that when these women were osek, b'inyan snius, when they were working on something whose very essence is snius, and that is the Uriah Sel Yonis, 
That was their function. That was their essence. That was what they represented. They represented Sneos. When they were spinning the threads for those curtains, yes, they found it. They found this, this amazing skill. They were able to do it directly from the goat. They could spin their hairs while the goat, while the hair was still on the goat. It could be the Marshaw is correct. Yes, the and, and what is so good about that? It's good because it prevents Tuma from being transferred from the woman to the goat, to the hair. But it is only when they were involved with those Uriasel Yoinois, which represent Sneus, that the Sneus gave them the Chachma to do this. When they were spinning the threads for the lower curtains, whose essence was not Sneus, I don't mean its essence was anti Sneus, but that was not the essence of, of, of those curtains. They represented something else, I'm not sure what, but then their essence was not Sneus. So then they didn't have this, this wonderful new skill, this wonderfully newfound skill of being able to spin the wool while it was still on the sheep. They, they couldn't do it. It's not something that, that people normally are able to do. And that explains why uh, by the lower level curtains, they simply spun the wool. Spinning wool only always requires a certain amount of but when they spun the wool for the upper curtains, they were able to do it with a special extra degree of wisdom, as Rashi calls it, umnis yasera. They were able to spin those threads while they were still attached to the goats. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash